0: Thank uh-huh. now and forevermore. Amen. Please be seated. I'd like to welcome you all for another Bible preach. A very warm welcome to all of you and a very good evening. Um, I hope you had a good week since the last time I saw you. For any new faces that I want to see for the first time, I'd like to say a very special welcome. Okay, guys, tonight we're going to continue our lecture about the Holy Eucharist. Um, last time we spoke uh, about the bread, and we said we're going to go through why the Lord Jesus gave His body and blood in these two elements, bread and wine. Why did He choose these two elements? We went through the bread, and we explained why He chose the bread. Tonight we're going to continue with the wine part. Why did He chose the wine as His blood? And then in the next session, God's willing, we will um, explain and prove it biblically that the bread and the wine in the Holy Mass are the true body and the true blood of Jesus Christ. They are not symbolic. We're not breaking bread. We're not giving wine. We are giving the true body and the true blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. And we will prove that biblically, my beloveds. And maybe we continue with other sacraments of the, of the Church of Christ. Now, so tonight we're going to talk about the wine. Why did the Lord Jesus choose his blood um, in the element of wine? Firstly, from wine there is the wine press. Now, how do we make. Wine out of grapes by pressing those grapes, we are getting those, we are getting the liquid, the wine out of grapes when they are squashed, squeezed. Now, we're going to read from uh, uh, John chapter 15, verse 1. The Lord Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. We're going to quote another verse, Isaiah 63, verses 2 to 3. Why is your apparel red, and your garments like one who treads in the winepress? I have trodden the winepress alone, and from the peoples no one was with me. For I have trodden them in my anger, and, my, and trampled them in my fury. Their blood is sprinkled upon my garments and I have stained all my robes. Isaiah is prophesying about Jesus Christ being nailed on the cross. Here, sixty-two, sixty-three, verses two to three. Another, another verse. Yes, Psalms twenty-nine, one twenty-nine, three, and then we go to John fifteen, five. In Psalms one twenty-nine, three, the plowers uh, plowed on my back. Explain what these mean. They made their uh, pharaohs long. This is all uh, Psalm one twenty nine three. Let's come back. Why did the Lord Jesus choose His blood in the element of wine? One, wine represents wine press. How do we get the wine by pressing the grapes together? What happened here? Jesus said, "I am the vine, the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser." And then in Isaiah. Says, why is your apparel red and your garments like one who treads in the wine press? When Jesus was nailed on the cross, from top to bottom, he was all red. So, what is Jesus here? Is being pressed, squashed, and just like the grapes when you squeeze them and all this red juice comes out of it, so as Jesus was squashed on the cross and all His blood came and painted Him red all over. So what did He give His blood as wine? To fulfill prophecy of Isaiah. Now the Lord Jesus came to fulfill prophecies. There was 303 prophecies which the Lord fulfilled in just over three years. Those prophecies can range between 1500 years before Jesus coming till about 300 and something years of Jesus coming. So a very long history of prophecies. Different times, different people, different places, but Jesus came and fulfilled all prophecies without fail. So now, why was it wine? Because Isaiah prophesied that Jesus when he comes he will be squashed just like grapes that's why he gave his blood and the element of wine to fulfill prophecy Psalm 129 3 book of Psalms 129 talks about the scourging if you look in here they flowers the plowers plowed on my back they made their furrows long what is King David talking about here book of Psalms is 1000 years before Jesus coming is 1000 years before Jesus was born King David is saying that on the back of this Messiah when he comes they will They ploughed. Ploughed means and they made their furrows long. Furrows, he is referring to the whip, the Roman whip. Where the Lord Jesus was whipped with. How was this Roman whip? It was made out of strings of animal hair, very sharp. And at the end of these strings, some had metal balls and some of them had metal knives. Okay, It's in the museum. The Roman whip is still available till now in museums. Now how was the Lord Jesus scourged, whipped? Um, A Roman soldier, normally these guys who used the whip, normally they were very strong built over six foot, very strong build, over 100 kilos. They would need to come. Um, they'd be running, and then jump and full force smack that guy with that whip that had knives in it. If they don't bring blood with the first hit out of the person's body, they will. They would deduct some part of their wage as a penalty. So they had to make sure every strike there is blood coming. Now imagine a a strong Roman officer, soldier, full force hitting this body of Jesus with knives on it. They went straight through the body and then they would pull this whip with full force. So Jesus' body was cut to pieces, my beloveds. I'm sorry, it's a little bit dramatic. It's not a little bit dramatic. It's very dramatic. And actually the movie, The Passion of the Christ, um, what's the name of the director? I forgot. Mel Gibson, of course. Mel Gibson, he did a lot of research. For about 10, 13 years he was researching so he would get it as close as possible to the real thing. Now these scourging, definitely he would have got it from Psalm 129. Psalm 129 tells exactly how Jesus was cut to pieces. They made their furrows, knives. And they what? They carved, they dug up my my back. Psalm 129 says, they dug up my back. It's like, you know, when in the good old days when they used to turn the ground over, They would have this knife uh, and they like it's um, attached to a piece of wood and it's tied to a bull or a or a cow and someone would stand on this knife and drive this cow and that knife would go into the ground to turn the dirt over so that knife would cut in that ground exactly king david is saying just like that earth is moved and dug up with that knife so as the body of jesus christ was earthed and dug up with the knives of those whips so the Lord suffered a lot so that's why blood started gushing out of his body he was painted all over red he was pressed he went through the wine press. Isaiah 63 what did he say I have trodden the winepress alone who is saying it Jesus I went through this wine press, the cross alone. I was squashed, I was pressed, and my blood gushed out all over, just like the wine grape. That's why I gave my blood in the element of wine. It illustrates my crucifixion. It illustrates the pains, the whipping and the nails and the throne and the, and the crown of thorns. It illustrates that wine press. Number two, why did He give it in the wine? Represents salvation. We read John fifteen five. It says, the Lord says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in Me and I in him bears much fruit. For without Me you can do nothing. Another quote, Genesis 1. From 11 to 13. It reads Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seeds according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good, so the evening and the morning were the third day. You may say, what has that got to do with what we're talking about? See, the Holy Bible is one unit. See, I'm going forward and backward. I'm going Old Testament, New Testament, Isaiah, Genesis, John O. It's all one, because the author is one, God. The Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, is one author. So whatever He's written in the Old Testament is the same author who wrote in the New Testament. Same style. Everything matches. Everything goes hand in hand. Now look at this. Salvation. Why did He choose the vine tree? Well, we find the answer in Genesis 1, 11 to 13. I'll say it in, in simple English what I read to you a little bit hard. The Lord God on the third day ordered for the waters to go on one side and for the earth to surface up. And when the earth surfaced up, the Lord God created grass, then herbs, then trees, three things on the ground. Grass, herbs, and then trees. Grass has no seeds, no fruits. It's just grass. Herbs, they have fruits, but the seeds are in the fruits. Trees have fruits, but the seed is in the tree, not in the fruit. I'll repeat again. Grass, no seed, no fruit. Pluck it, throw it in the fire. That's what it's worth, nothing. King David says, a human's life is like a grass in the field. In the morning, it flourishes. At midday, the sun hits it, starts to wither. And then at afternoon, it gets dry. And then it gets plugged, thrown in the fire. You come back the second day, you, you don't even know that it really existed. This is the life of a human once we leave this world. Gone. Grass has no seed, no fruit. Herbs have fruits but the seed is in the fruit the moment you take the fruits out of the herb it becomes nothing but grass you burn it in the fire trees have fruits but the seeds are not in the fruit in the tree you take the fruit out gives fruit more you take the fruit out gives fruit more because the seed is in the tree now We come back, I am the vine. Why did the Lord say, I am the vine? And to us, what did He say? You are the branches, not the fruits. Why? Because the seeds of the vine are in the fruit, not in the tree. And if we were the fruits, the moment we got plugged out of the tree, we would have all perished and gone. Jesus is the vine tree, and if we were the the fruits, the moment you take the fruit out of the tree, i.e. separated from Christ, we would have all been gone, dead. But because we're the branches, you take the fruits, for as long as the branch is attached to the tree, it will give fruits again. But how does the vine tree give fruit again and again and again? What does the vine dresser, what they call the vine dresser, who cuts it, prunes it, looks after it. And who is the vine dresser? He says, Jesus says, My father is the vine dresser. I am the tree and my daddy is the keeper of that tree. You are the branches. How do the branches reproduce? The dresser comes and starts cutting the branches, making small cuts in them, making them bleed. And as the branches start bleeding, they produce fruit again, a hundredfold more. And as long as we are attached to Jesus Christ, who is the vine tree, we will be cut by the daddy. But the more we get cut, what is cutting? We go through obstacles, trials, tribulations, hardships. Don't panic. Don't give up. Don't say, what kind of life is this? I've had enough. I'm not going to go to Jesus anymore. No, you run to Him. The more you get cut, you run to Him and be attached to Him. Because the more you get cut, the more Jesus will have fruits in you. Salvation, vine tree, wine. You are the branches attached in this vine tree who is Jesus Christ. No matter what happens to you, you are never lost. You never, are, you never were and never will be. Have faith. Be strong. You made mistakes? Yes. You stuffed up? Yes. You went the wrong way? Yes. But come back because you are attached to Jesus. You are His son and you are His daughter. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And don't ever give up because you made a lot of mistakes in your life. Don't look at your errors. Look at Christ's mercy. Look at Christ's blood that washes away all the sins. Come back to Jesus and say, I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry. Number three matrimony. Marriage. Woho, baby. Guys, don't rush into getting married. especially you know especially if you're 16 (laughs) like this girl came crying her boyfriend boyfriend I kill you (laughs) I had this girl come in crying father father (laughs) oh father father my boyfriend just left left me and went with the wind. gone with the wind. How old are you, my daughter? Sixteen. How long have you known your boyfriend? Four years. Fifteen, fourteen, thirteen, ash on your head, Katma Brish at 12. 12 years old, you entered a relationship? Here's milk in the dummy. Come on. Guys, don't rush into any serious relationship at an early age because marriage is not going on holidays. Marriage is not having fun. Marriage is not having a break from life. Marriage is entering life with its responsibilities in depth. You need to be mature and built in Christ in order to enter such a relationship. Wine, matrimony Jesus came to betroth us, to marry us, to make this soul, the baptized soul, his bride. Can I give you some verses? Song of Solomon, one of my favorite parts of the Bible. Okay, what does Song of Solomon say? Verses 1 to 13, A bundle of myrrh is my beloved to me. This translation is not accurate. You know, sometimes you lose... um, It is in the same direction but it does not reflect the 100% because when you translate from one language to the other you can never translate 100% so you try to get it as close as possible and not losing out the main focus of the, of the passage or, or, the, or the verse a bundle of myrrh is my beloved to me what is myrrh in the proper translation Wine. A cup of wine is my beloved to me. Now, in the good, 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 old, old, old days, and this was in the Egyptians, the pharaohs, they had this tradition. What was the tradition? Um, When a guy would go and ask for a girl's hand, in marriage, he would go to the to to her family's house, and this girl, for the first time, she would serve this guy um, sharbat. Yes, it's it's like uh, wa, wa, it's grape grape juice, not wine, but grape juice. She would come out herself, and the guy would see her for the first time. She would have two cups full of juices. One on the right hand. One on the right hand, very sweet. And the one on the left hand, very bitter. Very, very bitter. The one on the right hand, very sweet. And the one on the left hand, very bitter. Now when she comes out to serve that guy who came asking for her hand, he is going to look at her of course if he's going to really like her he would take the one on the left that is very bitter and drink it fully but if she doesn't enter his heart he would take the one on the right that is very sweet and will drink it meaning if he drinks the sweet one sorry you're not for me if he drinks the bitter one you are the one baby yo Go Suriya, go Elizabeth, go Rachel, yeah baby. Song of Solomon, my beloved, is a conversation, is a dialect between three parties. The bride, the baptized soul, Christian soul, the bride, the bridegroom, the heavenly bridegroom, Jesus Christ, and the daughters of Jerusalem, angels of heaven. The bride is talking here. No, no, sorry. The bridegroom is talking here, Jesus. What is He saying? He's saying, a bundle of myrrh is My beloved to Me. The cup of wine juice that is bitter, that is My beloved for Me. Jesus came to betroth us, to enter a marital Uh, relationship with us so what did he do he when he looked at us he said this is the one I love to share my life with her he took the bitter cup and drank it fully he said father in the garden of Gethsemane father let this cup let this bitter cup pass me by but let it be not my will but your will He drank the bitter cup till the end. And the bitter cup was the cross. Wine. He was pressed on the cross. It was a bitter death. Humiliation, degradation, rejection. Sold with 20, 30 pieces of silver. Denied in front of a woman. All his loved ones left him alone. At the moment where he needed someone next to him, and they all went, he drank the bitter cup. Why? Because he said, I love you. You're mine. Matrimony, Marriage is drinking the bitter cup, not the sweet one. So if you are thinking that when you get married, you're going to have honey all the way, well, um, you better think again. Honey is only in honeymoon. After honeymoon, it's uh, sargon moon. <laughs> Matrimony. Drink the bitter cup for the one you love. Meaning, will you, will you accept anything and everything for your sweetheart? Or are you gonna just love that person in good times? And deny that person in bad times you better drink the bitter cup because if you say I will drink the bitter cup certainly you're gonna drink the sweet one when the time comes because if you lasted the bitter one you're gonna last the sweet one if you can be there in bad times 100% you're gonna be there in good times if your wife tells you off and you still love her, you're going to love her for sure when she speaks very highly of you. True love lasts in bad times, not in good times. Okay? Hey? Yes? Amen? And that goes in any relationship. But our topic here is matrimony. Wine. Why did the Lord Jesus give His blood in the wine? Matrimony. He drank the bitter cup to say, this is the bride I would like to share my life with. And who is the bride of Christ? Christianity. Christianity. And He drank the bitter cup on the cross. Very bitter death. Just to say, I love you. What are you going to do for this Jesus? Walk away from Him? He doesn't deserve it. At all. Number four. Self-denial. Wine wine vineyard vine tree grapes represent self-denial here is a um, genesis we're going to read genesis uh, chapter 40 verses 5 to 13 then the butler and the baker of the king of egypt who were confined in the prison had a dream both of them each man's dream in one night and each man's dream with its own interpretation and joseph came into them in the morning and looked at them and saw that they were sad. So he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in the custody of his Lord's house, saying, Why do you look so sad today? And they said to him, We each have had a dream and there is no interpretation of it. So Joseph said to them, Do not interpretations belong to God. Tell them to me, please then the chief butler told his dream to joseph and said to him behold in my dream a vine was before me and in the vine were three branches it was as though it budded its blossoms shot forth and its clusters brought forth ripe grapes then pharaoh's cup was in my hand and i took the grapes and pressed them into pharaoh's cup and placed the cup in pharaoh's hand and joseph said to him this is the interpretation of it The three branches are three days. Now within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your place. And you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand according to the former manner when you were his butler. What has that got to do with self-denial? Why did the Lord choose the vine tree? Self-denial. Now who's Joseph? The son of Jacob. You know, Abraham, very very popular names. Abraham had a son Isaac, and Isaac had Jacob, and Jacob had 12 children which then turned out to be the 12 tribes of Israel, the Israel nation. Now Joseph was one of the 12 sons of Jacob. Joseph was betrayed by his brothers, 11 brothers they sold him to some merchants Ishmaelites, merchants Egyptians they took Joseph as a slave to Egypt anyway it's a long story he ended up in prison Joseph but Joseph had a gift from the Lord God interpreting dreams this was a gift from the Lord God in that cell there were two men with him one was the wine pourer for the king of Egypt Pharaoh and the other one was the bread maker for the king of Egypt. Now, we're talking about wine. It's a long story. These two guys, they saw a dream in the same night, but they could not interpret the dream. So they said it to Joseph. The wine pourer said, I saw in my dream a vine tree. And in it there were three branches. And then I saw myself pressing those grapes in the cup and putting it in the Pharaoh's hand. And then Joseph said, well, your dream is those three branches, after three days, you will be released. Pharaoh will release you and will reinstate you in your job as you were before. You go wine again for the king of Egypt. why vine tree represents self-denial my beloveds vine tree is the only tree listen to this is the only tree that cannot stand on its own vine tree is the only tree that cannot stand on its own unless has support from below how do they support a vine tree when they put one stick like that and another stick like that and then the branches of that vine tree hang over these support in order to give fruit and remain alive. You take the stick out, the tree collapses on the ground, cannot produce fruit anymore. Now you put one stick like this and another stick like this, what does that tell you? So how does the vine tree get supported? By the cross. What is the cross? Self-denial. I die to my old person so that I live in the new person, Jesus of Nazareth. That's why Jesus said, I am the vine tree and my dad is the keeper. Meaning, Jesus, I came not relying on myself, but relying on whatever my daddy wanted me to do. I threw myself on my dad, and I said, let it be your will, not mine. Self-denial, my beloveds. Every time you receive the Holy Eucharist, are you living for Christ, or are you living for yourself? deny yourself for Jesus die to your old person what does that mean dying to my old person give up your wrong habits to make it in a simple English what pleases you may not please Jesus are you willing to give up what pleases you in order to please Jesus drugs they don't please Jesus Can you give him up? Gambling does not please Jesus. Can you give it up? Having fun all the time and not remembering Jesus, it does not please Him. Can you reduce it and come back to Jesus again and remember Him? Life is not just about going out and having fun and dressing up and and going to movies and going clubbing and going that's not what life is all about there's a time for christ and that time needs to be number one not on the bottom of the list not when i have the time for you jesus i'll come no you give up things and make the time for christ you're living for him he purchased you with his own blood you belong to him We need to live for Jesus more and more. We need to reflect Jesus in our lives more and more. We need to live for Christ. Self-denial. Can you withstand someone else's gets the credit on your account? Or will you get upset? You did the hard work and someone else got the glory. And I ended up with absolutely zilch. But, hello, it was me, not them. Or can you be quiet so that Jesus will reward you? Or do you want people to reward you? Which one? Sometimes we do a lot of good deeds, but we're not recognized. Others get the credit. So be it. As long as the good deed is done. Glory be to Jesus Christ. Number five. Enlightenment. Life. Exodus 25 verses 31 to 34. Moses is saying, You shall also make a lampstand of pure gold. The lampstand shall be of a hammered work its shaft, its branches, its bowls, its ornamental knobs, and flowers shall be of one piece, and six branches shall come out of its sides, three branches of the lampstand out of one side, and three branches of the lampstand out of the other side. Three bowls shall be made like almond blossoms on one branch, with an ornamental knob and a flower, and three bowls made like almond blossoms on the other branch with an ornamental knob and a flower and so for the six branches that come out of the lampstand on the lampstand itself four balls shall be made uh, like almond blo- blossoms each with its ornamental knob and flower <laughs> my goodness <laughs> now we're going to compare this I know it's two different slides but we're going to compare it with Genesis 49 to 10. Look at this. I'll explain it in simple English. Genesis 49 to 10. Then the chief butler told his dream to Joseph, you know the one we read, and said to him, behold, in my dream a vine was before me, and in the vine were three branches, it was as though it budded. Its blossoms shot forth and its clusters brought forth ripe grapes. This one is talking about the lampstand Guys, uh, we should have actually put a picture here But we don't have one Have you seen, it's a Jewish symbol It's a, it's a lampstand the main, the main trunk, the main branch And then six branches going out Three from this side And three from this side So the main one And three from here, three from here All together, seven branches Have you seen it? It's a lampstand. Jewish people, that's their symbol. They don't realize that this lampstand refers to Christ. (laughs) I can put it in my house, baby. It's mine. This lampstand, the Lord God, is ordering Moses here in Exodus 25 he is ordering Moses to make it and he's telling Moses how to make it the Lord God is saying to Moses how to make this lamp stand he said the middle one is to have you see in here three bowls three almond blossoms and Sorry, in here. With an ornamental knob and a flower. So, I'll explain it. This is a bit difficult to understand. The main trunk says to have um, three, four knobs, four ornamental... Uh, uh, four almond blossoms, four almond blossoms, four ornamental knobs and four flowers four knobs, four blossoms four flowers, four, four, four the six branches three on this side and three on this side instead of four of each, three of each so three blossoms three knobs and three flowers now three, 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 how many? nine six branches each branch has three of each three blossoms three knobs three flowers on each branch so there's nine of them nine times six branches how many (laughs) nine times six is 54 thanks very much (laughs) 54 now the middle the middle branch instead of three has four knobs four blossoms four flowers four 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 how many come on guys Four, four, and four. How many? Twelve. Twelve, 12 plus fifty four. How many? Twelve plus fifty four. How many? Sixty six. I can see a lot of. S- 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 <laughs> <laughs> this lampstand has three knobs, three blossoms, three flowers on each branch. Six branches times nine, fifty four. The middle one has four of each, 12. 54 and 12, 66. From the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation, 66 chapters. What does the lampstand stand for? The Holy Bible. For your word is a lamp unto my path, a light unto my way. Here we go. See this? I'll explain it more. The middle one has four blossoms, four flowers, and uh, four knobs and four flowers. These branches, three from here and three from here, each has three knobs, three blossoms, and three flowers. So three and three and three are nine times six branches, 54. The middle one has four of each, 12, 54 and 12, 66. This lamb. Stand represents the Holy Bible. Your word is the light to my path. When I read your word, my Lord, I am enlightened. Sorry. I am enlightened and I can see clearly where I'm going. I can see clearly where I'm going. Genesis 40. Now look at this. And in the vine were three branches that it was, uh, it was as though it budded, blossomed, and shot forth fruit. So this guy who saw the dream, this vine tree had buds, knobs, and then blossoms, same as the blossoms and then fruits, flower gives fruit. So what does the vine tree do? Gives knobs, then blossoms, then fruit at the end. Three stages. Just like that lampstand. Knobs, blossoms, and fruits. And what does the lampstand mean? Gives light at the end. It gives light. That light... Is in John 1 4. Look at this. John 1 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Each time you receive the blood of Jesus, you receive eternal life. Are you with me? Have I lost you or not? Each time you receive the blood of Jesus, you are receiving eternal life. The lampstand that gives knobs, blossoms, and then, flower, and then f- fruits. That's how the vine tree progresses to give fruit. Knobs, blossoms, then fruit. Three stages. Did you know that the vine tree does not give fruit until after three years? Yes. (laughs) And Jesus Christ did not give fruit until He rose from the dead after three days. And also Jesus lived 33 years. So what does the vine tree represent? Jesus on earth His life, and Jesus' resurrection. What is resurrection? Eternal life. What is life? Light, lampstand. Why did the Lord give His blood as in vine tree? Because it represents Him. What He did. How He lived. And how He rose from the dead. So the five points are why did he give it in wine? It represents wine press. Prophecy is being fulfilled. Isaiah, I went through the wine press alone. He was squashed on the cross, and all his blood, with his blood, he was painted all over. Wine press, fulfilling prophecy. Two, salvation. We are the branches, not the fruits. The seed is in the fruits. But we are the branches, not the fruit. So no matter how much they pluck those fruits out of us, for as long as we are attached to the vine tree, we will always give fruit again. For as long as you are in Christ, be with Him, be attached to Him. No matter how much you go through hardships and trials, you will always be fruitful. You will never perish. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. Three. Why did He give it in the element of wine? Maternity. He drank the bitter cup on the one, the one on the left. And by the way, left represents weakness. On Good Friday, Jesus was at, his, at the depth of His weakness. In weakness, He betrothed Me to Him. In weakness, He made Me one in Him. The two shall be no longer two but one. What God has brought together let no man separate father John 17 just like I and you are one I want them to be one in us that's marriage the two become one matrimony number four self-denial why he gave it in the element of wine because the vine tree is the only tree that cannot support itself unless it gets the support From the stick like the cross. And the cross is self-denial. I die so that Christ live in me. I die to my old person. I die to my old habits that were wrong. So that Jesus' habits come and be revived in me. And I reflect the image of Christ on earth. And be Christ-like. And let His light shine in this dark world. Don't imitate the world. Imitate Jesus, my beloved. Self-denial. And the last one, five, to give us light, enlightenment. And light is the life of men. The lampstand. knobs, blossoms, flowers. That's how the vine tree gives fruit. Gives a knob, then a blossom, then fruit at the end. Three stages, three days. And after the three days comes the fruit. Eternal life. The resurrected Christ. This you get when you receive Him in the body and the blood, bread and wine. True body and blood. You get eternal life. You get salvation. You get remission of sins. Renewal. New life. New person again. Sin free. But you have to do it with faith. The week, after, the Friday after, we're going to sum it up how the bread and wine are the true body and blood of Jesus Christ. It is not symbolic, as some say. It is not. It is the true body and the true blood. And we're going to have, again, Bible verses to prove that it is the true body and the true blood. The next, the next session is going to be somewhat theological. So please, please do come. It's very important for you to know these things. It is not just information. It is salvation. So please come. It's going to be a very theological uh, session. And if you want to have a taste of what theology is all about, then you will have a taste of it next session when we come back. Thank you very much for your attention. God bless you. And um, keep you intact. Until I see you next time, may the Lord Jesus be always with you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you.